Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Still get some gunshots, and then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite. Of the Too Much Game podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room, once again, on Christmas of all fucking times. I should have said Merry Christmas, motherfuckers and motherfuckers, but a nigga got fucking discombobulated earlier, dog. Like, my fucking table collapsed on the crib. Like, shit was fucking crazy, nigga. Like, I decided to do this shit low key last minute. I was kind of like, you know, chilling, kids opened their gifts, motherfuckers doing a whole little family shit. You know, I put a little poll on Instagram on some like, you know, should I do the show or should I don't do the show? A lot more motherfuckers said yeah than I expected. So I was like, fuck it, let me go ahead and, you know, run me a motherfucking episode real quick. You know, so I go to fucking set the fucking studio up, you know, tell my family I'm doing that shit, you know. Pour my wine. Shout out to the Rosie Perspective podcast for the motherfucking glass that I always got with me and shit. You know, I get everything hooked up and it's crazy because, like, after I finish setting up, I ain't even. Like, I didn't even really get cracking like I should have got cracking. My nigga, I low key just kicked it. Nigga, I'm chilling, watching YouTube and shit. Shout out to Prim's Hood Cinema. That shit funny as a motherfucker. Y'all should check that out. Nigga, I'm watching that shit, nigga. My motherfucking table, nigga, hit the fucking flow, my nigga. Like, damn, damn, damn. I was fucking devastated, my nigga. Like, that shit kind of fucked me up for a second. Because, nigga, all I'm thinking is all this motherfucking money I spent on all this goddamn equipment. And like I said, nigga, I poured me a full glass of wine. It's a nice-sized glass, dog. Nigga, wine went everywhere, nigga. Motherfucking equipment all over the floor, nigga. My MacBook, my Rodecaster, nigga. My fucking camera, nigga. Both my phones, nigga. Everything. Blam. Nigga, soaked in red wine, nigga. Goddamn. Nigga almost made me stop drinking Carlo Rossi. And the fucked up thing is I hadn't even drank. Like, you would think it would be like a like a drunk mistake. Like, oh, this nigga was drinking it. Fucking with his equipment. That's why shit went down. Nope, that is not the fucking case, my nigga. I was sober as a motherfucker. I hadn't even took a drink yet. And I think that's another reason I was so mad. Nigga, I spilt all type of wine that I ain't get the fucking sip on yet. Like, how fucking embarrassing of me. But a nigga here, it's December. So y'all already know, nigga, the, 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 the streak of freestyles is continuing. Especially that it's actually the last show of the year. I damn near thought last episode was going to be the last episode of the year. But this is obviously 
official the last motherfucking episode of the year, nigga. So, you know, it's the Merry Christmas freestyle. Motherfuckers and motherfuckers. You know. I'm I I got my little gifts and shit. You know, I'm I'm wearing one of my Christmas gifts. I got a sweatshirt, you know, shout out to my Wheezy and shit. And also shout out to the plug. The plug eleven on Instagram. Um, you know, it's a spot in the waterman swap meet and shit. You know, the motherfuckers got a dope little clothing store up in that motherfucker where I get a lot of my gear at. A lot of the shit you see me wear on this show. I got from the plug in San Bernardino. Them my niggas. Shout out to Flex and them. But anyway, man, how was y'all motherfucking Christmas? Mine was cool. You know, got got my kids a lot of the shit they wanted. You know, kids was happy. Wife was happy. Got her a foot massager and like this little face scrubbing thing and shit. You know, nigga, nigga had a cool little Christmas and shit. You know. Most motherfuckers who I've been looking at, you know, they've been taking their pictures with their little matching pajamas. And, you know, shout out to the the, the matching pajama motherfuckers. You know, I, I didn't do a show last week. I'm, you know, I kind of slipped my mind to mention that shit. You know, last week a nigga was going through some bullshit. You know, like pops, uh, you know, pops had a health problem. You know, mom's dealing with some health problems and shit. And I just kind of wasn't really in the mood to, to be... You know, on this microphone talking shit, you know, being the the, the gravity of the situation that I was going through, uh, the situation that my family was going through. You know, it was just a lot. It was like way too much for me to just come on here bullshitting, you know. So that was the reason that I missed last episode. You know, I I really like to do these motherfuckers every week. You know, like I tell y'all, like I'm, you know, I'm real big on being consistent and always you know, even if I really don't have nothing big going on, as far as like what's cracking in the media, nigga, I would at least come in this bitch and throw a freestyle out there. But, you know, certain shit, I just got to prioritize over the content. And my family is number one, you know. So that's the reason that I missed last week. But, you know, a nigga here, you know, trying to close the year off strong. Merry Christmas to my cousin, Carlita and shit up in this motherfucker. But yeah, man, um, you know, uh, another low-key slow fucking news week. You know, we had the verses with E-40 and Too Short. To me, nigga, two of the greatest motherfucking rappers of all time. My nigga, like, Too Short, I wouldn't give that as far as, you know, the GOAT conversation. But nigga, you you gotta give respect to a motherfucker who had a, a, a 20-year-plus rap career, my nigga. Like, most people's favorite rapper career don't last no more than three years. That nigga got 30 motherfucking years. Like, literally. Like, not even an exaggeration. Like, the nigga been rapping since the motherfucking 80s. Damn near 40 motherfucking years. If the nigga keep going. You know, motherfuckers still putting albums out. Motherfuckers still got songs niggas is fucking with. Like, nigga, the, the ability to be consistent for that amount of time. Nigga, you got to applaud that shit, my nigga. Like, that's, you You can't not call a motherfucker a legend for them to have a career that motherfucking long. Like, nigga, that, that nigga was, when the fuck did getting it come out? Because I think when getting it came out, nigga, I was like in junior high, and that motherfucker was already rapping about, you know, having 10 years in the motherfucking game. You know, an E-40 like, nigga, you know, if, if you listen to this motherfucking show, nigga, if, if you really understand the origin of why I named this show Too Much Game, 
you know, a lot of that is E-40. You know, like I said, I've said it a couple times on this show. I got the name Too Much Game other than from my homeboy J-Rock, you know, saying that I was giving too much game on my other podcast. It was, you know, the song One More Again by E-40. You know, he said, you know, they say that I be giving up too much game. Like, that's one of my favorite fucking songs. So, nigga, of course I'm going to use a line from that motherfucker, especially when it fits in a situation like this. So, you know, that's the, the, the motherfucking battle to me. I, I think there was no hype really. So like, I can't even really say like, you know, usually when we do, when I do these little reviews on these, these versus battles, it's always like, Oh, it lived up to the hype or it didn't live up to the hype. Like shit. In in this case, my nigga, like there was no hype, you know, they, they didn't do crazy ass numbers. Like, you know, like, the Gucci man Jeezy battle them motherfuckers did like a you know a million damn near two. You know, a, a lot of these versus battles been getting up in the millions on the views and shit, but E40 and fucking Too Short, I think the motherfuckers only got like a hundred and forty thousand, hundred and fifty thousand viewers or some shit. Even though that's not a only, but still, my nigga, like for a versus battle of of two names of this magnitude, I feel like them numbers should have been way fucking higher. At least half a million, my nigga. Especially being how dope that shit went down. Like, them niggas put on for the bay as as they should. You know, the motherfuckers had the little, you know, the little scrapers in the... Well, them motherfuckers wasn't scrapers. Them motherfuckers was like falcons. You know, the little little falcons on the motherfucking goldies with the Vogues on them in the background. I know Diddy was probably a little upset because... Even though the versus battle was sponsored by Ciroc, I don't think them niggas took a sip of Ciroc. Them motherfuckers was drinking their own shit. I think them niggas was on that that E forty selects, E Quartenta, and you know all the all the liquors that E forty got. That nigga was drinking his own shit. So you know, shout out to him. You know all all the brands that that motherfucker pushing. You know, like that nigga. You know he he's one of the the pioneers of the independent rap grind. You know, like, that's one of the things that a lot of motherfuckers don't really know. A lot of motherfuckers don't really give E-40 credit for. You know, like, as much as we big up Master P, you know, for for his pushing of, you know, independence in the rap game, nigga, E-40 was like one of the original motherfuckers that got cracking on the underground, independent, owning his own shit, you know, and really, like, making moves outside of rap music to make money. Like, you know, that nigga was rapping about having franchises and shit in the 90s, my nigga. Like, E-40 was was one of the motherfucking pioneers of, you know, a lot of the same shit that Nipsey Hussle preached. You know, the fuck the middleman and, you know, all of that get it on your own type shit. Like, nigga, E-40 was one of the first motherfuckers. Nigga, E-40 was doing that shit before Master P, my nigga. Like, E-40, nigga, I... I can't think of nobody who I can name who was doing that shit before Fody. And Fody do not get the motherfucking respect that he deserved. As to me, personally, my nigga, I feel like E-40 is the greatest of all time, my nigga. Like, you know, yes, everybody gonna give Jay the nod, you know, because of lyrical content and, you know, all that good old shit, number one albums. Like, you know, Jay-Z has the numbers to be considered the GOAT. I'm not gonna say... That, you know, if you say Jay-Z's the GOAT, I'm not finna argue you down, my nigga. Like, he got that. 
But like my personal greatest motherfucking rapper is E40. Like nigga, he he got way too extensive of a catalog. He got way too many motherfucking hits. You know, the motherfucker still being checked for. Like nigga, his name still ring bells in the rap game, nigga. He's still getting features, nigga. Like he he still making money, nigga. 30 years in the motherfucking game. Like my nigga, E40 is the definition of a motherfucking legend, my nigga. If if E40 ain't the greatest rapper of all time, he's definitely nigga the most underrated rapper of all time. Nigga, and that's that's un, that's not debatable. Like he's the most underrated rapper of all time. Like he do not get the motherfucking flowers that he deserve, my nigga. Like when I seen the numbers on that battle, I'm like niggas is sleep. Like nigga just going through these niggas fucking playlists, my nigga. Like, the fact that these niggas went, like, three and a half hours, dog. Like, nigga, literally, my nigga. Like, if you go watch the YouTube version of that shit, like, them niggas got cracking for, like, three and a half hours, my nigga. And the whole time was playing bangers, my nigga. Like, it wasn't like it was no drop-off. Like, you know, a lot of times when you watch these verses, and, you know, this is my West Coast bias. This is my E-40 fan bias. This is me being a young nigga born in the early 80s. Listening to music in the 90s, like my nigga, I was literally singing along throughout the whole motherfucking verses, my nigga. Like I knew all that shit. And as much as you niggas probably like not from this way, like, you know, East Coast niggas, Midwest niggas, down South niggas fuck with 40. So I know y'all niggas probably feel me, but a lot of you niggas out, you know, out there where it's snow at. Y'all niggas probably wasn't getting it, but dog, them niggas was dropping hate. Like it was literally like, um, like Tommy Hitman Hearns versus motherfucking Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Like if y'all seen that fight, that's what this motherfucking battle looked like, my nigga. Like it was just straight haymakers, my nigga. It was a brawl. Like them niggas was playing bangers throughout this whole motherfucker. Like it wasn't no song where you like, what the fuck was that song? When the fuck did they come out with that shit? Like, nigga, them niggas was coming with haymakers, my nigga. Like, that was my favorite battle now, hands down. Like, you know, like, I, I love, you know, the battles who I done already told y'all about. You know, like, um, you know, Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Um, I, I really liked motherfucking T-Pain versus Lil John, even though a lot of niggas didn't catch that one and that one was fire. You know, Beanie Man versus... Um, my nigga Bounty Killer. Like, it was a few battles that was dope as fuck. But this one, this one was my favorite, my nigga, like, by far. Like, on, only way you gonna top this battle is if you put, like, Sugar Free against somebody. Like, nigga, that, that, that's it. You know, because Sugar Free, my favorite rapper of all times. But, nigga, E-40, you know, he he's up there with Nipsey. You know, like, I, I, I got a very short list of rappers who I really fuck with real heavy. And a lot of times, depending on the day you catch me, like the, you know, the positions might change, you know, between, you know, Sugar Free, E-40, Nipsey, you know, like, but shit, Dub C is up in there for me. You know, Freddie Gibbs is up in there for me. You know, like Larry June is creeping up into that motherfucking conversation. But, you know, like E-40 throughout my life has been, you know, in the favorite rapper category. As far as I'm concerned, like, nigga, the first tape I ever bought with my own money was in a major way. Like, nigga, 
This motherfucking battle was That shit was the shit my nigga Like you know shout out to both Them niggas the motherfuckers perform well For them niggas age To have the stamina To perform like that especially E-40 big ass Cause he's a big old nigga And he's an older motherfucker He got to be pushing 50 And that nigga was dancing Throughout that shit nigga Three hours of dancing my nigga I'm, I'm only 38 my nigga and I'm skinny I'm not dancing for three motherfucking hours, nigga. That nigga was getting cracking, my nigga. You know, so if y'all motherfuckers didn't catch that battle between E-40 and Too Short, my nigga, y'all niggas need to go back to YouTube and watch that shit. Like, them niggas put on a hell of a performance. You know, just just shout out to both them niggas, man. Them niggas is the ghosts, motherfucker. If you don't like E-40, fuck you. You don't like motherfucking Too Short, fuck you, my nigga. Like... Them, them niggas did they motherfucking thing, dog. Like another big thing that 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 kind of hit me this week that, you know, I was kind of fucking tripping off. Um, it was a video that went, you know, viral a little bit. You know, it's a dude. You know, he was on Facebook talking to, I guess, his nieces and shit on some like, you know, like I'm a I'm a man. You know, I'm a I'm a provider. You know, my wife ain't paid a bill in 18 years. You know, my kids is straight. You know, they don't never got to ask for nothing. They got everything they want, nigga. You know, I do this and I do that. You know, he was basically just pumping his chest out about how much of a good provider he was and, you know, how much of a man he was over his household and, you know, little shit like that. You know, and a bunch of motherfuckers was sharing that shit. You know, so very shortly after, a lot of motherfuckers get to sharing a meme about how that nigga was on Ayanla Vanzant, you know, on Fix My Life, talking about how his family don't fuck with him, his wife don't love him, and some more shit. I'm like, God damn, nigga, like, the tables turn quick as a motherfucker now, don't they? Like, it, it was just a trip, my nigga. Like, I literally watched that whole episode of Ayanla. And this, you know, like this, this goes back to a lot of times, you know, like when I tell motherfuckers, especially, you know, women, because I have a big thing with women and the things that they ask for when it comes to like what they want in a man, you know, that they going to take serious as far as like, you know, somebody that they going to date. Like, man, be very specific in what you ask for when you asking for a mate. Because, man, shit fucked up out here in these streets. Like, especially when it comes to, like, a situation where as a dude, you know, a lot of times, like, as far as, like, I, I look at it in his case, you know, a, a lot of us rest on doing one thing very well and assuming that because we feel like we're doing a good job, we just doing a good job. Like, with homeboy. Like, I think he honestly felt like because he was such a good provider, he was a, a great husband, a great father, a great blah, 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 blah. And Ayanla and his family showed that that is not the motherfucking case, dog. Like, you know, like when you hear the term toxic masculinity, like you, you think of the term toxic masculinity in a, you know, in a sense of what a lot of motherfuckers on Twitter say, you know, basically... I would think, you know, just being hypersexualized and, you know, overtly, you know, my. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. At Kroger, we believe fresh means holding all our produce to a higher standard. To make sure a bad apple won't spoil the whole bunch, we do up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies. We check for things like sunburns and scarring, making sure you only get the crunchiest apples. In fact, only the best produce like juicy pears, zesty oranges, and crisp carrots reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we want our fruits and veggies to be the apple of your eye. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Show and all of that good old shit. And homeboy, he's what I look at as, I guess, what you would call toxic masculinity. Because honestly, my nigga, I really looked at that shit as a, a just a bullshit term. Like, I really don't think that toxic masculinity in in practicality exists. Like, when, when I first heard that shit, like, when they was talking about toxic masculinity on Twitter, I was like, here go these motherfucking, you know, confused feminists talking this dumb shit again. Because I feel like real masculinity cannot be toxic. Like, I, I look at real masculinity as, you know, just a motherfucker being what a lot of us have been raised to think that a man is. You know, somebody who's a, a protector and a provider. You know, also a motherfucker, you know, who who get down in the bedroom and do what he supposed to do. And things of that nature. Like that's what I felt like masculinity was. Just carrying yourself as a motherfucking man. You know not not being on no whole nigga shit. Like you know a, a lot of us have our definition of what masculinity is. And a lot of us if we were polled on is this masculine or feminine. A lot of us would come up with the same fucking answers. And to me ain't none of that toxic for a man. You know but the thing is like nigga. A lot of this shit you can't just rest on. You know, like, I think he he really rested on the fact that he provided and he was a tough motherfucker. Like, that was his thing. Like, you know, I was tough on them because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do as a man. I was protective of them because that's what I felt like I was to do as a man. But the one thing that that motherfucker obviously didn't do, and that was like a big takeaway as far as like me and what I saw from the whole thing, that motherfucker did not listen to shit. And I feel like as a man, you you got to be a good motherfucking listener. That's something that I always say when I give dating and relationship advice to men. Listen, motherfucker. Like, listening is a big motherfucking tool in doing anything in life well. Like, nigga, you know, if you a king, you got to listen to your motherfucking queen, my nigga. Like, he, he, he wasn't a good motherfucking listener. Like, let me see what coffee with Kendra talking about because she in here going up. He may have been an excellent provider, but that's not the only thing that makes a good husband a father. Exactly. Like I just said, you know, like the thing is, my nigga, like, yes, providing is a good thing because, you know, that's something that I feel like I got to do as a man. That's something that I pride myself on as a man. You know, like my my wife is not working right now. And I'm proud of the fact that we ain't lost our motherfucking house. Our lights ain't got turned off like. 
you know, everything's still moving and grooving around this motherfucker because I'm providing, you know, I'm doing well enough financially to keep these motherfucking ends meeting, my nigga. You know, that's cool. But at the same time, like as a provider, like you got to provide fucking balance. Like just because you're bringing in that money don't mean that motherfuckers don't value your time. Because that was something that his youngest daughter was talking about. Like, yeah, my daddy made sure we were straight financially, but I feel like I ain't had no fucking relationship with this nigga. Like, I I felt like I knew him, but I didn't know him. You know, and that was one of the things that all of them was really saying. Like, you know, even this, well, I ain't gonna say even, especially his wife. Like, my nigga, like, even though you, you are a father and you feel like you're doing a good job, my nigga, like, you know, I just believe in getting the reviews from the consumer, you know, and basically by that, I mean, like, nigga, like, how how does your family look at you when you open the front door? Like, I'm real big on that shit, like, just me personally, like, I don't know how every other father feels, but like me, I'm I'm kind of speaking to the fathers right now. Like, how does your family look when you walk into the front door? Like, are they happy to see you? Like, is your wife happy to see you? Are your kids happy to see you? You know, because, like, that that's something that really makes me feel good every day when I get off work. Like, when I crack the door open and I can hear my kids running downstairs, like, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy's home. Like, when I open the door, my wife is smiling when I come in the house. Like, I'm I'm proud of that shit. And them motherfuckers, like, when they was talking about him, like, just about how they look when that nigga walk in, it's kind of like on some, like, hey, this nigga come. You know, because, like, his son didn't even finish out the motherfucking show. Like, he didn't even finish out the motherfucking therapy session. Like, that nigga jetted. Like, fuck this nigga. Like, them niggas didn't have physical altercations or some more shit. Like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you know, as men, like, we really got to look at the job we doing. And this ain't me finger waving or saying like, oh, nigga, we ain't doing the right thing. Like, this is one nigga. Like, you know, this is just a mistake that one man made. But me personally, like I tell motherfuckers, like I'm big on listening. Like I'm big on looking at what another motherfucker do, right or wrong. And, you know, using them as an example of what to do, what not to do. I look, okay, I I like what he did there. I don't like what he did there. And I'm like, you know what? I I might use that. I'm not going to use that. Like, looking at his fucking situation, like, it's it's a lot of shit that a lot of motherfuckers could look at and have some good takeaways from that shit. Like, you know, because with with his wife, like, Ayanla straight up called his wife a hoe. Like, you know, because she was talking about, you know, their relationship was transactional. You know, which basically means like, you know, he provide the money, I provide the sex. Like, you know, when 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 you cut it and slice it to the, the lowest common of you know, lowest common denominator, that's what their relationship was. You know, he he feeds me, I fuck him. And the thing was, like, she felt like she ain't even love the motherfucker. Like she she wanted to leave his ass. Cause she just like, nigga, at the end of the day, like I don't even feel like I'm in love with this nigga. You know, and that shit is fucking crazy, you know, because like the motherfucker said, 18 years, dog. Them motherfuckers been married 18 years. And to find out 18 years into your motherfucking marriage 
that y'all not in love, that's a scary fucking thought, my nigga. You know, like I, I was telling one of my coworkers this shit, like this shit about, I don't know, maybe seven, eight years ago, some shit like that. Like me and one of my coworkers was chopping it up, working and shit. And, you know, he talking about his kids and their mom and his divorce and shit like that. So, you know, when the nigga telling me about his motherfucking divorce, nigga like, yeah, man, you know, we we're married about 10 years before we got divorced. And in my head, I'm like, fuck. You know, because at the time, I think I might have been married about five or six years. And just, you know, as a, a, a married motherfucker, especially a newly married motherfucker, I wasn't newly married. I wasn't newly wed and no shit like that. But just like, nigga, when you think about being married in your marriage, like the scariest thought to a motherfucker who really want to be married is divorce. Every time motherfuckers get divorced, I'll be asking, like, what the fuck happened? Like, did somebody cheat on somebody? Like, what what the fuck happened? And, you know, he was telling me, like, we just didn't fucking belong together. You know, this is me talking about my coworker. This is This is me digressing right now. But, like, as far as, like, what my coworker was telling me, this motherfucker said he knew he didn't need to be married to her early in the relationship. You know, and again, like, this is something that I tell motherfuckers a lot when it comes to shit like this. It's like, dude, it trips me out how people could stay in something fucked up for so long. You know, like, a, a lot of times it's because of kids. You know, a lot of times it's because of financial situations. You know what they say, it's cheaper to keep her and... All that old shit. It's like, damn. She wanted to leave this nigga the whole fucking time. Like, toward the end of the show, when they was doing their whole little, like, you know, you know, what do you want? You know, what what should he do? What can he do to fix it? And she was like, nigga, let me go. I'm like, God damn, my nigga. You know, because I know, like, in this nigga's mind, he feels like he's doing his motherfucking thing as a husband. Like, nigga, you know, when, when you heard that nigga in that speech that, that went viral, it was like the, the utmost confidence, my nigga. Like, nigga, I take care of my shit, nigga. I pay all these motherfucking bills and I pay all this mortgage. And nigga, she ain't never paid a car. No, nigga, she ain't got to do nothing. I take care of all this shit. And I'm like, that shit sound cool as a motherfucker, my nigga. But when you seen that motherfucker on Ayala, nigga, it was a whole different. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Fucking thing And it was like another little piece of that shit That kind of stuck out to me Like he, he was talking to one of the counselors And he was like man it was something that me and you Discussed that you wasn't supposed to bring up And you brought it up anyway And that was divorce And that's like at the end of the day my nigga like I understand that you don't want to put that bug in your woman ear, but that shit was going to come out any motherfucking way. Like, nigga, can't nobody talk your woman into divorcing you, my nigga. Like, yo, if she going to divorce you, your ass is getting divorced. Like, it ain't going to be nothing 
a motherfucker gonna sneak and say to her that's gonna make her go, damn, you know what? That is an idea. Like, no, my nigga, like, he didn't make your woman want to divorce you, my nigga. That, that, that came out of her motherfucking mouth. She wanted to do that shit the whole time, my nigga. This whole little shit was just an excuse for her to do that shit. You know, and it's like, you know, like the, the, the shit that I was just thinking, like, nigga, don't believe your own motherfucking press, dog. Like, no matter how good I feel like I'm doing, I always want to get the opinion of the consumer. You know, like I always want to get them Yelp reviews. Like I always want to know how my daughter feel I am as a father. How my son feel I am as a father. How my wife feel I am as a husband. Like, you know, whether that just be from how they act when I walk into the door or blatantly asking them, like, do you think I'm doing a good job? Like, do you think I'm a good dad? Do you think, you know, like, you think I'm a good fucking husband? Like, am I doing all right? You know, and in and, and what would you call it? Like, objectively, like, there's no wrong answer. If you tell me I'm doing wrong, that's cool. Just let me know how to do right. Like, you know, just just criticize me constructively. Like, you ain't got to tell me I'm a stupid-ass nigga and I'm a sorry motherfucker, nothing like that, but you could at least let a nigga know, like, you're doing all right, but you can do better. There's room for fucking improvement, my nigga. Like, you know, you that that gift you got me last year for fucking Valentine's Day was some bullshit. You need to step your gift-giving game up. Or, you know what, I be wanting my feet rubbed, my nigga, and you be acting lazy and shit. I be knowing how you be avoiding rubbing my feet. I need my motherfucking feet rubbed. Like, you know, there there's some shit that I feel like you know, I could improve on. And that's with everything. Because, you know, like, motherfuckers who listen to this show, like, I've said that shit a lot of times, even though y'all motherfuckers don't do it. And I don't know if it's because I'm really doing all that hot or because motherfuckers just don't be having shit to say. But I say it all the time. Like, my nigga, if, if, if I'm doing something wrong on this motherfucking show, by all means, nigga, hit me up, inbox me, you know, hit me on Instagram at Uncle Dolomite. Or at Too Much Game Podcast, slide in my DM and tell me. If you feel like this show trash, my nigga, tell me that shit. Even if you feel like the show is good, but I had a trash episode, you could let me know, my nigga. Like, I welcome that shit because, you know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, if I'm wrong, make me right. Like, that's my shit, my nigga. Like, I'm I'm not above correction, my nigga. Like, my ego is not gonna be damaged if you tell me you hate that I say like. 2,000 times per episode My nigga please Please tell me that shit If that annoys you Anybody If y'all really feel like Something that I do is wrong Like please make me right You know And homeboy Like you will see that shit In his shit You know And and, and I respect The level of humility That it took For him to go in there And accept All of that harsh ass Criticism from his family because I'm not sure what it was, but it seemed like that nigga felt that shit was going fucked up. Because you don't go to Ayanla unless you know shit is fucked up. Because you know, nigga, when you go on Ayanla, nigga, you, you gonna get that raw. She give it to you harsh as a motherfucker. Like, you know, niggas hear this show and they hear me cussing and calling motherfuckers bitch ass niggas and punk ass bitches and all that shit. And they like, damn, this nigga Dolomite a harsh ass nigga. Shit, Ayanla. Nigga, she a cold motherfucking piece of work too, and she don't even cuss, nigga. She hit you with that that motherfucking voice. 
you know, talking like a motherfucker with some chakras that be burning sage. And, you know, she like, you're a hoe. She do that little shit. Like, she talk to you like your grandmother, but in a fucked up ass way. Like, you know, Ayanla called as a motherfucker. Like, that shit made me low-key want to watch her show more. You know, just because of how they broke everything down and compartmentalized everything and, you know, the, the the way that they structured everything, you know, where they talk to this motherfucker and ask specific questions and let them motherfuckers really get their frustration out and shit. Like, I really enjoyed that episode. You know, like, as a father, you know, men, I feel like that shit is, like, mandatory fucking uh, viewing for men, especially married men with children. Like, if you were active in home or not, if you were active father that lives in the house with your kids, I can't say in home father because that sounds like a stay at home dad. But like if you a working father, you know that that's in your kid's life on a daily basis. Like, nigga, that's a good fucking episode for you to watch, you know, because it's like an eye opener, my nigga, you know, especially for niggas who, who really in their mind are doing a good job. You know, because I'm not going to sit up here and act like I don't feel like I'm doing a good job. I feel like I'm doing a good job as a father and a husband. But, nigga, watching that shit, I'm like, damn, nigga, look, that shit made me want to interview my kids, my nigga. That shit make me want to fucking, you know, get one of them little fucking secret cameras with a fucking microphone and have somebody strange ask my kids, how do you feel about your dad, Deuce? Hey, Brownie, how do you feel about your dad, huh? You think that nigga's doing a good job? Man, that nigga a bitch, man. I can't stand that motherfucker. Like, man. Them motherfuckers was tripping on, on Pops, my nigga. You know, and it's like, nigga, I feel it. You know, like, I didn't I didn't have a, the, the greatest relationship with my dad and shit. You know, like, me and this nigga got a mutual respect now. You know, but, like, growing up, nigga, me and Pops had a fucked up ass relationship. You know, but it's one of them things when you mature, and you start to understand people more and shit, you know, just where motherfuckers is at in life, you know, what motherfuckers doing in life, why motherfuckers do certain shit, you know, and it's like, you know, now me and this motherfucker got a cool ass relationship, like me and Pops is homies now and shit, like we kick it all the motherfucking time, but it's like, nigga, I, I kind of felt where the son in that show was coming from, like, nigga, you, you come in the house and they just feel like you can't do shit right. Like, everything you do is fucked up. Like, nigga, sometimes you feel like, damn, nigga, I did, I felt like I did everything right. And pops find a way that I fucked up some shit. You know, like, nigga, I I, I grew up in an environment like that. Like, in in the, the short times that I lived with my dad, I felt the same way. Like, nigga, every time I hear the motherfucking dough crack open, I'm like, here come this nigga. This motherfucker. I feel that shit, you know, but it's like, nigga, at the same fucking time, like, nigga, as a father, you know, because me and this nigga didn't have this conversation a few times, like, and I think that's the reason me and my dad get along so good, you know, because a lot of the bullshit that me and him went through, we iron that shit out, you know, like, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to actually tell my dad. Like, what the fuck was going on in my head in those times? Like, nigga, you was a fucked up nigga, homie. Like, that was some bullshit. You know, like, this is how I felt about that shit. And I got to look at the look in this nigga face. 
when I would tell him what the fuck was going on between us, my nigga. You know, and it's like, as a father, like, you realize, especially watching this episode, like, how difficult it is, you know, like, just to do this motherfucking job. Because at the end of the day, my nigga, as a father, like, there's no handbook to this shit. Like, a, a lot of us, the only example of what a father is is the father that we have. You know, and a lot of that was, like, the the issue with me and my dad. Like, you know, he he basically took a lot of what his dad did to him and passed that shit down to me. And like I always say, as far as like how I move around through life, like a lot of this shit, I see that I like, I take and do that. But a lot of the shit I don't like, I don't do that. And that was the difference between me and my dad. Like there was a lot of the shit that happened to him that he didn't like. And he did that shit anyway. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Kroger, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Kroger app and save from wherever today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Save more on natural and organic items. Just clip your digital coupons on our app and use them up to five times in one transaction with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You know, and I'm not going to be specific about that shit, especially not on this episode. My nigga, it's Christmas. It's the last fucking episode of the year. So I'm just speaking in general terms. But like when you watch the end of that episode of Ayala with Homeboy, like that nigga mama was fucked up. Like I'm I'm hoping it's a follow up episode to this shit Because like when you watch the end of the motherfucking episode My nigga That nigga mama was talking to that nigga daughter Something slimy Like you know because at the end of the episode Like Ayana let them niggas have like that little family time Like where they all was together talking That nigga mama came in that motherfucker With the, the straight nigga toxic time bomb bullshit like, nigga, she straight told the nigga daughter, like, I just didn't like you. I don't like you, like. So this is why this nigga fucked up like that. You know, and, like, this is the thing as far as, like, you know, parenthood in general. Like, nigga, you, you really got to look at the job you doing as far as, like, as a parent. Because, my nigga, you could be passing down some bullshit. You know, like, a lot of people... Don't have the ability to sift through your bullshit. A lot of people are the collection of the traumas that they've gone through throughout their childhood. Like me, um, when I'm in a dating scenario, like I always ask people about their childhood. Like if you listen to the Cat vs. Dog podcast, I always talk about when I'm fucking with a person, when I want to take them serious as a mate, I always want to see what type of relationship they have with their parents. 
I always want to see the type of relationship that their parents have with each other. Because it's like a lot of who we are as people is our relationship with our parents. You know, the things that happen to us as children. You know, the the thing, well, let me not even say parents, my nigga guardians. Because, you know, some motherfuckers were raised by grandparents. Some motherfuckers was adopted. Some motherfuckers were raised by their auntie and uncle or some shit. But, like, nigga, how you was raised is a big part of who you are. You know, like a big part of why me and my dad got cool was because I understood what made him a fucked up nigga. You know, and like with this nigga, like when I seen his mom, that showed me why he was such a fucked up nigga. And it's like that nigga really had good intentions. But nigga, when when all you know is fucked up, it's hard for certain motherfuckers to break out of that. It's just like motherfuckers who was raised with abusive parents and they become abusive. A lot of motherfuckers who saw their daddy whoop their mama ass. As much as common sense and logic tells you it's not right to beat on no woman, a lot of motherfuckers grow up and become a fucking woman beater, dog. You know, like it's it's just human nature for some motherfucking reason. You know, right or wrong. That's just something that happens, my nigga. Certain motherfuckers like they just can't break generational curses, my nigga. That's the reason that the curse is fucking generational. Because a lot of time, nigga, that shit is ingrained in your fucking psyche as a human being. You know, a lot of motherfuckers just cannot break certain curses. A lot of shit is just in the motherfucker's DNA, right or wrong. You know, like me personally, like I'm one of the rare people who can be like, you know what? Yeah, that happened to me, but I'm not doing that shit. Or yeah, that's how I was raised, but I'm not doing that shit. You know, like I was telling my wife, like it's it's a lot of shit that I was raised to do that I don't do. It's a lot of circumstances I was raised under that I don't live under. It's a lot of shit that I was taught that I don't teach my kids. You know, but that's because the way that I move, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because I'm immune to bullshit or what. But a lot of motherfuckers ain't. You know, a lot of motherfuckers pass down abuse. A lot of motherfuckers pass down, you know, toxicity. And it's like, you know, just watching how his kids interacted with each other, how them motherfuckers was quick to try to swing on each other and beat each other ass. It's like, damn, my nigga, like, you know, them, them motherfuckers got it honest. You know, it's just like a lot of the times, like, you see a lot of the shit that happens with your kids, a lot of the shit that your kids do bad. They got it honest. A lot of this, like, nigga, my, my son, he got a bad anger problem. And I knew that shit when he was a baby. Like, I could hear that shit in how my son cried as a baby. Like, this little nigga's gonna have an anger problem. And I see that shit. And a lot of that shit, he, he got that shit genetically from me. Like, when I get pissed, I break bad, my nigga. Like, you know, y'all niggas hear me on this show. I'm a real laid back nigga. I'm cool as fuck. I be chilling. But when I get pissed the fuck off, nigga, it ain't no off button on that shit. Like, nigga, I just be mad, my nigga. Like, that shit, like, set off endorphins in my brain, my nigga. Like, that shit is like a high that I don't want to come down from. Like, when I be pissed off, like, I be, I, I want to be pissed off. Like, I enjoy being pissed off. I be fucking tripping. And that's how my son is, my nigga. Like, that nigga get, that nigga get the tripping and he get the tripping. Like, 
And it's like we we trying to work on that shit, but like he got it honest, my nigga is in him. What that shit say? You know, coffee with Kendra said, parents don't realize the impact their actions will. Realize the impact their actions will affect their kids as adults. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, nigga, that shit is all motherfucking bad, dog. Like, nigga, the, the, the shit that you do in front of your kids, the shit that you show your kids, the way that you treat your kids, like, my nigga, a lot of that shit is going to translate into their adulthood. You know, like, a lot of the parents that feel like it's cool to cuss your kids out and go off on your kids and all this shit, like... That shit not cool. Like, nigga, I was having a fucking conversation with one of my coworkers, my nigga. Like, a a lot of times we glamorize our own bullshit. And I think a lot of that is what fucked homeboy shit up. Like, you know, we we raised to think it's fucking cool to whoop your kid's ass all motherfucking day. Like, niggas love to, oh, you you need to beat his motherfucking ass. Oh, that nigga do that shit. I'm going to beat his motherfucking ass. Like, niggas think beating the shit out of your kid's. Is what good parenting is. And that ain't the motherfucking case, my nigga. Like I was telling the homie, nigga, like when we was younger, like nigga, you, you, if you think whooping your kid's ass is the greatest shit in the world, why the fuck are there two brothers raised in the same fucking house that both got the same ass whoopings? One went to college and the other one went to prison. Same two parents, same ass whoopings, same fucking environment. Like, nigga, at the end of the day, my nigga, you gonna be who you gonna be, my nigga. How you punish your kids, you know, that's your business. But, my nigga, whooping the kid ass ain't no motherfucking magic potion to making them a good fucking person, dog. You know, like, with homeboy, like, just because you provide don't make you a good motherfucking father, dog. You know, and, like, shit like this is, like I said, like, this is why we need to watch shit like this very closely, you know, like me, like a lot of times, you know, when I when I talk to like my, my homeboys and coworkers and shit, like I like to ask motherfuckers just about, you know, like parenthood shit. Like, nigga, like what do you do when your kid really wilding the fuck out, my nigga? Like, you know, what what what's your form of punishment? Like what what do you got that's like a good one that you use? You know, like me, you know, it, it it's like a mix and shit. You know, like I tell motherfuckers, like, I only whoop ass on DEFCON 5. Like, it, it take a lot for me to fuck my son up. Like, I don't really, I don't think I hit my daughter. I think I might have only hit Brownie, like, once when she was, like, a little baby or some shit. But, like, I don't even hit Brownie. But, like, you know, Deuce, my son, that nigga be breaking bad, like I said, nigga. Sometimes you got to coo-coo-coo. But it's like, nigga, even with that, like, nigga, a lot of times, nigga, just... Letting your kid know that you disappointed. Fuck they whole head up. You know, like when when I was younger, my nigga, like my worst shit in the world was when my mom would take me to my dad's house and that nigga would give me a talking to. Like, man, that shit was like the worst shit in the world to me. Like, fuck an ass whooping. Nigga, take me to Compton and let my dad give me one of these motherfucking nigga. You going to be working at McDonald's. Nigga, that shit would just fuck me up, my nigga. You know, like, different kids, it's like different strokes for different folks when it comes to being a parent, my nigga. Like, you can't always parent each kid with the same motherfucking methods because all kids are different. 
you know, just like I said, with the example of, you know, the, the two brothers, one got his ass whooped and went to college and the other got his ass whooped and went to prison. Nigga, some kids ass whoopings fall off them like water off a duck back. My nigga, like some kids take ass whooping to be like, I'm going to do that shit tomorrow. You going to whoop my ass anyway. I'm going to do it anyway. You know, so it's like my nigga, like, you know, you got to pay attention to what the fuck you doing as a parent. Like, nigga, you, you got to read the room as a parent and as a husband because the nigga was fucking up in both circumstances, my nigga. Like, nigga, you, you got to see what the fuck you doing in the faces of the motherfuckers who you do that to. You know, like, that shit, that shit is paramount in any motherfucking thing, my nigga. Like, whether that shit be relationships, parenting, work environments, you know, making money or any of that shit, my nigga. Like, you got to pay attention to the motherfucking consumer, my nigga. Like, I'm big on that shit, my nigga. Like, when you in a relationship, my nigga, you can tell your girl want to leave you by looking at her face. Nigga, you 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 could just tell, you know, by how, how a woman look at you, how she smile at you, you know, how she reply, how she laugh at your jokes, whether or not she want to be fucking with you. And that's what any motherfucking thing, my nigga. Like, you just got to read the room, like, with your kids, my nigga. You know the kids who... A ass whooping don't affect them. Like you, you know the kids who all you got to do is tell them, "Hey man, I don't like that you did that," and they gonna straighten the fuck up. Then you got the kids like, "I gotta fuck this nigga up because talking don't work. I gotta fuck him up, or I gotta take this nigga fucking PlayStation, or I gotta take this nigga fucking TV out his room." Like you know, if you've been a parent long enough, my nigga. Like, you know, you, you, you know what to fucking do. And the homie, uh, you way fam, should dad spank they daughters? Nigga, that's up to your own discretion, dog. Me personally, I don't do it. You know, if, if you want my personal answer, nah, especially if they mom is, you know, in the, the vicinity, like, man, go handle that. And with me, nigga, my daughter, like, nigga, she don't give me no reason to whoop her, my nigga. Like, you know, as far as my wife concerned, my wife feel like my daughter got a slick ass mouth. She don't like the way my daughter talks to me, but that's just me and Brownie. You know, Brownie talks shit. It is what it is. We shit talkers. So I don't be tripping hard enough to want to whoop my daughter. But, you know, it, it, it depends on what the fuck she did. But for the most part, my nigga, like, I don't think a daddy should whoop a daughter. I don't really see the reason, my nigga, on some real shit. Like, a lot of men I know, I don't really know a bunch of niggas that whoop their daughters unless they daughter, you know, unless they caught their daughter twerking on TikTok or some shit. Because I think that's, like, what would really, like, make me fuck around and whoop Brownie. Like, I think if, if, if I was home and my wife wasn't around and I caught Brownie, like, twerking on TikTok, yeah, probably pull a belt out. But for the most part, nah, my nigga, I don't, I don't really see no reason a father should should physically reprimand his daughter especially with the mother around like if the mother around let her handle that shit but yeah no nah, i don't with brownie but um like just you know on some real shit nigga just to you know wrap that shit up like nigga you just gotta read everybody's fucking reaction to you and how you doing shit my nigga get reviews on what the fuck you doing 
you know, as a motherfucking father, as a husband, as a motherfucking role model, my nigga, as any of that shit. Like, nigga, you you know, you, you got to see what the fuck is going on with what you doing, dog. Like, you know, because all the kids were saying when the nigga came in the house, they all be like, fuck. And it's like, I wonder how his wife looked at him when he came in the house. You know, because that was one of the things like, you know, and this is like my, my shit as far as when you get stories third hand and from the other end of some shit, it's just like. You know, how how was that shit really going when you walked in the house? Like, was these niggas acting like they was happy to see you? Like, was these niggas pretending they, they was cool with you doing that shit or what? But a lot of times, like I said, like, you know, and some niggas say they don't know. But me, I know. Like, I tell motherfuckers all the time, like, nigga, I know when a woman has mentally checked out of a situation. You know, because I tell motherfuckers all the time, and this is a universal truth. This ain't no young Dolomite exclusive, my nigga. Like, 99% of the time, a woman mentally breaks up with you a year before she physically leaves you. Like, most of us men already know that shit. But it's like a lot of times, my nigga, you could tell, my nigga, like, you, you could see the signs of a woman who don't want you no more, my nigga. Like, when you tell a joke and she don't laugh like she used to, you know, when you touch her and she don't get that little look like she used to, my nigga, like when she don't give you that unnecessary physical touch like she used to, you know, you do some little shit that's low-key annoying, and instead of her laughing it off, she get pissed the fuck off. Like, nigga, you know, my nigga, she, she on her way out, my nigga, she checked out. She looking for the next nigga, you know, because uh, uh, another universal truth that we all know, nigga, she might not cheat on your motherfucking ass, but she damn sure know who the candidate is. Like, she damn sure know who the nigga is that she gonna replace you with. You know, he he might not be on her phone and hitting her up. Nigga, she might not be in contact with him yet. But trust me, she know who the fucking nigga is, my nigga. And when you start getting into that category of her not wanting you, he going to start getting closer. You know, she going to start answering DMs. Nigga, she, she going to start smiling and saying hi to that nigga and little things like that. You know, so it's like just as a, a, a man, you know, husband, father, boyfriend, baby daddy, any of that shit, man, just, just pay attention to the motherfucking consumer, my nigga. You know, pay attention to your kids. Talk to your kids. Talk to your wife. You know, get wise counsel from your wife. Get wise counsel from your mother. Get wise counsel from your mother-in-law, my nigga. You know, just talk to the motherfuckers around you and get a gauge of how you're doing and what you're doing and what you should be doing. Because ain't nobody perfect, my nigga. Ain't nobody above criticism. You know, a lot of times it's good to ask a motherfucker what you're doing and what you could be doing better. And I feel like he'd have benefited from doing that shit years ago. Because for a woman to divorce you after 18 motherfucking years, you had to be fucking up for a long fucking time. You know, especially for it to take a fucking TV show for a woman to admit she want to divorce your motherfucking ass. It's like, damn, this was a fucked up fucking way to end 2020 and shit. Like, damn. But 2020 was a fucked up year. So, you know, why wouldn't I end it on some crazy shit? And I felt like it wasn't a bad motherfucking episode that I was talking about, but this shit was kind of heavy. 
Like I, I, I kind of wish I'd have ended this shit on like some more lighthearted shit. But it is what it is, my nigga. Like that, that was the the thing that really like as far as like to close the year off. That was the the shit that I tripped off. Other than December twenty first, the Negro solstice when everybody was supposed to get their fucking superpower. I didn't get mine. So I think that's the reason I'm not really talking too much about that shit. I didn't get my motherfucking superpower. So, man, fuck December 21st. And all you fucking pseudo metaphysical motherfuckers who had niggas really thinking they was going to get superpowers, my nigga. Like, I thought I was going to be able to see through bras and shit, my nigga. I thought it was going to be Teddy Tuesday and shit that day. But I ain't getting no motherfucking superpowers. So, man, fuck you pseudo niggas for that shit. But, um think i'm getting close to the end my nigga like what i'm 57 minutes in fuck it my nigga i got i got three minutes left my nigga what do y'all motherfuckers want to talk about what did y'all niggas get for christmas i got motherfuckers in the live and shit nigga what was my favorite part about 2020 um it was a couple things that i liked about 2020 uh that covid cash that might have been one of my favorite things about 2020 a, a lot of a lot of niggas was getting money and i'm happy about that shit like i was happy to see a lot of the niggas who are historically broke ass niggas finally getting a real chain finally getting a real decent mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner car and and doing some decent things financially i was happy to see that in 2020 you know even though covid fucked a lot of shit up it canceled a lot of niggas plans like 2020 was great for me nigga my last week has been fucked up like my last like you know 10 or 12 days has been real bad but the year on the whole has been one of my best years, honestly. Like, I, I've been having a great year. I bought a Harley. Nigga, my, my studio has, my studio tight as fuck. Like, you know, if, if y'all been listening to this shit before 2020, nigga, I was recording at, you know, Townhouse Media Studios with being ready to super producer at his house and shit. And that shit is decent because I enjoy his equipment. I enjoy having him on the show. And having him replying because it's easy to have a nigga to at least say, I feel you. As opposed to me talking by my goddamn self. But, nigga, 2020 been fucking great. Like, and uh, Coffee with Kendra, go to the Too Much Game page live because this phone finna fucking die. But, uh, anyway, yeah, like, nigga, 2020 been dope. My wife went back to school. Shout out to my Wheezy. Yeah, nigga, 2020 been dope as shit. Um, you know, we lost a lot of motherfuckers, you know, that was fucked up. You know, I'm sure a lot of motherfuckers was, was happy about getting Trump out of office. Me personally, I don't give a fuck. Y'all niggas know how I feel about that shit, but a lot of niggas was happy to get Trump out of office, even though out of the frying pan into the fire, nigga, 2021 going to be a trip. But, um, yeah, nigga, 2020 was dope. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. 
you know, I bought my Harley, did a lot of riding. That was cool because I actually learned how to ride a Harley this year when I bought my shit. That was dope. My nigga Catchphrase Jones said he got his fucking CDL in 2020. Nigga, congratulations, my nigga Catchphrase Jones. Welcome to the motherfucking gang. Nigga, 2020 is literally, nigga, my 14th year as a truck driver. Nigga, I got my license in 2006, my nigga. I'm a motherfucking triple OG in this trucking game. But, you know, that that is what that is, my nigga. Like, driving trucks is dope. I'm glad I was able to, you know, make decent money and shit as a truck driver. You know, because, you know, there, there's a lot of motherfuckers that, that, that ain't getting it like that, my nigga. I'm glad to be one of the motherfuckers who is. You know, a, a lot of motherfuckers lost their job this year. A lot of motherfuckers lost a lot of family this year. You know, to COVID. You know, a lot of motherfuckers did very bad. You know, and I think that's another thing that made me so proud of how I did in 2020 because a lot of motherfuckers failed and I didn't. As fucked up as that sounds, you know, it is what it is, my nigga. Like as much failure went on around me, I succeeded. So, you know, like I I try not to sound real selfish about how 2020 was. But if you ask me personally how 2020 went for me, it went fucking phenomenal. Nigga, my wheezy in here breaking down all the motherfucking accomplishments and shit. Yeah, we got our motherfucking passports. So at some point in 2021, nigga, I'm going to break the border. Like, nigga, we went to Mexico, like, last year or some shit. I forgot what year we went to Mexico. I think it was, like, 2018 or some shit. But, like, you know, you don't need no passport to go to Mexico. You know, so at some point, we're going to use that passport. I want to go to Toronto. But, you know, my favorite part of 2020, money. Financial blessings, my nigga. New wine. You know, all them motherfucking, damn, I forgot the fucking, I think it was, like, Leviticus 22. Or Deuteronomy 22, I forgot, my nigga. Like, I used to be real heavy into the Bible, but it was a lot of fucking blessings in, like, Deuteronomy 22. But, yeah, all that shit, 2020 been cracking, my nigga. I I thoroughly enjoyed transitioning from Townhouse Media Studios to the Boom Boom Room. I thoroughly enjoyed seeing a lot of niggas do well financially. A lot of people started businesses. A lot of motherfuckers started podcasts. I'm... I networked with a lot of cool ass podcasters, you know, like shout out to the Rosie perspective, shout out to say it loud podcast, shout out to the Q chat podcast, shout out to miss talks podcast, shout out to, um, my nigga clutch that you heard me podcast. Um, like it's just a gang of motherfuckers who I got tight with. Like nigga, shout out to coffee with Kendra when she, you know, start her shit, you know, her YouTube page and all that. You know, shout out to, uh, you know, the new normal two podcast. Um, you know, it's just a gang of motherfuckers who I got cool with just over this motherfucking last year, you know, that I've been fucking, you know, doing they shows and them motherfuckers been coming on my show and we've been, you know, just, you know, talking back and forth, you know, bouncing ideas off each other and shit like. You know, shout out to every motherfucking body who I met this year. You know, hopefully I, 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 you know, grow exponentially bigger than I did this year. Cause you know, like I, I, I've been doing numbers this year, 
you know, the show been growing and shout out to everybody who listened, everybody who shared, you know, everybody who tell a friend to tell a friend, everybody who, you know, oh, I told my boyfriend about the show. I told my husband, oh, my brother love the show. My dad love the show. And, you know, all that good old shit, man. That shit is dope. You know, so like I've I been having a great motherfucking 2020. Like, you know, it's been cool. So I guess that would be like a, a good note. As far as like clothes and this shit. Like, you know, I had some cool last episodes this year. You know, even though in my own personal mind, you know, I kind of was like, damn, I was really giving a gang a game in my first few episodes and shit. And then like the rest of the shit became a little more topical. But I ain't fucking mad at it. Like, I'm not even going to get down on myself about how I've been doing on this motherfucker. Like. You know, I I really feel like I've, I've been having good shows throughout 2020. Like, I feel like I've stepped my game up as an orator. Like, I've really been able to, to speak much more clearly, you know, get my thoughts out way more effectively. You know, I'm working on looking at the motherfucking camera and shit when I be talking. You know, I, I think I want to step my shit up and maybe start taking calls on this motherfucker. But, you know, I'm on the fence about taking calls. You know, like I tell motherfuckers all the time, because niggas be asking me like, man, do you have callers on there? And as much as I be wanting to have fucking callers and shit, nigga, a lot of times, dog. Like when I listen to other podcasts that have callers, nigga, no offense to the listeners. But sometimes they be bogging it down. Like, nigga, you, you got to vet motherfuckers. Like, the reason radio shows be having that fucking person who answers the phone before they put you on the radio is because, nigga, sometimes niggas be talking bullshit. I got love for niggas, but, nigga, I, I know how I go. My nigga motherfucker get on the air and, you know, certain niggas, hey, man, I just want to give you a shout out, man. You show dope and all that shit. And it's like, nigga. I told y'all niggas to call about the, the last time you ate ass, my nigga. You, you don't give me a shout out. Tell me about how you eat ass. Like, stick to the motherfucking topic. You know, don't hit me up asking me what the fuck you should talk about, my nigga. If you call this motherfucker, if I get niggas the opportunity to call this motherfucker, when you call, nigga, you need to know what you talking about. Keep that shit short and motherfucking sweet. Nigga, and, and when it's your time to click off that motherfucker, just click off that motherfucker. You know, like, motherfuckers call in and they want to be the star of the show. Motherfuckers call in and they want to be the motherfucking, the comedian of the show. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm, I'm going to have to really think about taking callers on this bitch. But as far as, like, just 2020 in general, my nigga, because I went off on a little tangent. Like, it, it, it's been a great year. And I hope that 2021 is an even better year, you know, because amidst everything that went fucked up, you know, like COVID was so fucked up. Niggas forgot about, you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and all that other shit that went on in 2020. Like 2020 was a crazy year, my nigga. Like we lost Debo, Pop Smoke, um, shit, just a lot of motherfuckers, man, just. You know, I think John Singleton died in 2020. Like, we we lost a lot of motherfucking celebrities. Like, it, 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 it's been a hell of a year. Good and bad. Great for some, terrible for others. 
You know, like it, it's been a lot of shit going on in 2020. But it's like, nigga, you know, life goes on. My nigga, shout out to every motherfucker who's alive to be listening to this shit. You know, because a lot of motherfuckers ain't dog. A lot of us, you know, lost close motherfucking family members this year. You know, like I, I lost an uncle. Shit, I think two of my uncles I lost this year. I lost, I lost a lot of family this year. Now that I really like sit here and really reflect on the last, you know, 300 and what 59 days or whatever the fuck, uh, you know, from the first to Christmas, nigga, not the whole year. I know it's 365, but however many motherfucking days it's been in this motherfucking year so far, like nigga, it's been a, a year, but like me, I, I'm so focused on positivity. I don't really be thinking about bad shit like that. Like it, like me and my wife talk about that shit all the time. She'd be like, what do I do that you don't like? I literally can't think of that shit. Like it'd be hard for me to think of shit that'd be negative. So like thinking about 2020, like I only think of the good shit, you know, like, I don't know. I just think about how well I've done, you know, like coffee Rakinja said. You know, every year you should be better because we learn and get better every day. Exactly. Like, that's what I be focused on. Catchphrase John said, didn't you? Yeah, John Witherspoon died this year, my nigga. Like, like I don't even think I want to see another Friday now. Like, you know how much everybody was so hyped for last Friday. But it's like without Pops and Debo, like, do we really want to see that shit now? Like, I, I feel like, you know, I, I don't think I want to see it without Pops. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to bring back Smokey and have Smokey, Money Mike, and Cousin Day Day on the same movie. But, nigga, without Pops, I don't know. Because Debo wasn't even in the la- or the the Friday after next, I don't think. But still, like, fuck. Like, watching Friday is just a morbid fucking experience now. Because of how many motherfuckers we lost up out of that cast. Like, legendary motherfuckers. Like, that shit is fucking crazy. Like, damn, I think I want to put a poll up on that shit, too. Like, do Nick, do we want to see another Friday now? Like, you know, without John Witherspoon and fucking um, Debo? I don't know. And it's like, man, y'all fucking me up right here, man. Like, I, I, had it. I was going to fucking end it on a high note, nigga. Now we back on a low note and shit. Give me something funny to talk about, nigga, since y'all in here fucking talking and shit, nigga. What what should I end this episode with? Because I'm past an hour. Nigga, I, I, I could literally end this motherfucker at any point, my nigga. Like, what do what should I end this episode on? What should I end the last episode of 2021, 2020 on? Like, wh- how, how are we going to start 2021? You know, because I'm I'm thinking I might do an episode on New Year, New Year's Day, because I think that's going to be a Friday. I might do an episode if I'm not fucked up, sloppy, drunk or some shit. I might do an episode, you know, but this is the last motherfucker of 2020. So I kind of want to end this bitch on a high note. And nigga, let me, you know, take me a motherfucking sip. Damn, I need a wrong button. Coffee with Kendra. She said, tell guys, stop asking to get their ass ate. Nigga, if you niggas is out here trying to get your ass ate, you might as well get a boyfriend. Like, I... 
It ain't nothing masculine about that shit. Like, I, I see a lot of motherfuckers who talk about that shit. Like, it ain't gay to get your ass ate. Shit. You ask my personal opinion? Yes, the fuck it is. That shit gay, my nigga. If, if you want a tongue there, you might as well want a dick there, my nigga. That shit gay. Nigga, I don't want no moisture near my ass, my nigga. Like, I don't even like when I dookie and the fucking water splash up on me, my nigga. Like, that shit make me want to get up and stop shitting. So, I couldn't imagine no wet tongue nigga dingling and dangling around my ass, my nigga. Like, no, nigga, that's, no. That is not fly, my nigga. It ain't nothing fly about that shit, dog. Nah. Don't, men, stop it. And let me not even tell y'all niggas stop it Because I don't judge on that shit man You know whatever your sexy kink shit is My nigga you like getting your ass ate Get your ass ate my nigga I'm not gonna tell y'all niggas to stop asking But I am gonna judge you though Nigga you can get your ass ate But trust me I'm gonna talk about you If you don't come Alright put it this way Don't stop asking to get your ass ate Stop bragging About getting your ass ate That's, That's what we gonna do Nigga, for 2021, nigga, you niggas stop bragging about getting your ass ate. Because it ain't no manly position you could get into to get your ass ate. That's how I know getting your ass ate ain't no manly shit. Because, nigga, show me a position you could be in getting your ass ate that looks manly. You either got your legs up like a woman going in the missionary or you got your ass tooted up. Like you finna get uh some doggy, like you finna start twerking. It ain't no manly way to, to get your ass ate, my nigga. So nah, don't do it, nigga. All twenty twenty one, nigga. I'm 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 clowning you if you brag about getting your ass ate, my nigga. Period. Point blank. And it is what it is. And I'ma drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Young Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the Boom Boom Room, once again, the last motherfucking episode of 2020. Shout out to the couple of motherfuckers who was in here commenting, especially Coffee with Kendrick, because she be talking shit. My nigga, uh, Catchphrase Jones, he was talking shit. My Wheezy, all that shit, all the, all the fucking, fucking uh, sounds for my Wheezy and shit. Because my Wheezy was in here Shout out to her But yeah man If you would like to support us financially It's patreon.com Slash townhouse media Town E House media Support all the townhouse media podcasts Seriously none of the podcasts Friday nights 9pm With the super producer Ben ready Whenever the fuck he feel like it You know on Tuesdays We got the sports for you podcast With Mark uh, John Watson and Nick motherfucking Freeze Tuesdays uh, 6pm you know Pacific time live on YouTube and Facebook y'all know usually I talk about the Talk Flirty podcast but you know that's gonna be what that's gonna be I'm not sure you know she said she ain't doing it no more so it is what it is but shout out to just Nikki Wednesdays the No Rules podcast 5 p.m. Pacific time with my niggas, Ill Will and Young Mark, aka the Bloods, aka the motherfucking Juice Crew. Hump days never be the same. You know, shout out to the No Rules podcast. Sundays with myself, Young Dolomite, 
and my co-host CJ Chelsea Perry, the celebrity of Townhouse Media, the Cat vs. Dog podcast, live at 3 p.m. Pacific time, live at 5 Houston time. You know, check out the Cat vs. Dog podcast. That's where I crack jokes and talk shit. Um, you know, and if you hear, you already know the Too Much Game podcast. Fridays, usually I'll be trying to do this shit around like, you know, 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock Pacific time, you know, whenever I get around to it, whenever I get my studio set up, y'all niggas know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be here all the motherfucking time, you know, trying to remain consistent, trying to keep growing, so, you know, if you want to help a nigga out, tell a friend to tell a friend, shout a nigga out on Instagram or something, you know, tell, tell your motherfucking daddy, tell your brother, tell your uncle, tell your side nigga, you know, tell your boyfriend, tell that nigga on the bus stop that be trying to holler at you, man. Tell everybody about this motherfucker. You know, tell a bitch-ass nigga, but don't tell a bitch-ass bitch. But, um, yeah, man. I don't know. What is that? I fuck with too much game. Ain't here to get you, bitch. Yeah. I, I can't even read that whole shit because that's how I'm going to close this motherfucker. But, you know, man, y'all already know, man. Follow me on all social media at Young Dolomite. Oh, no. Yeah, at Young Dolomite on Twitter. At Uncle Dolomite on Instagram. At motherfucking Too Much Game Podcast on motherfucking Instagram. And all that good old shit. The music drop. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too Much Game. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 